Hey, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Regular listeners are quite aware of our mental health, or lack thereof, but we haven't done an episode about it in a while, so here we are, talking about it. We're talking medication, masculinity, and making an effort to look out for ourselves. No shame here. If you're curious about our other episodes focusing on mental health issues, go to the mental health category on our website. That's bitchinb.libson.com slash category slash mental plus health. Then you and Pitney have movie watching homework to do. Someday soon, we'll do a deep dive on the Shudder original horror film, Host. Get a quick peek into it at the end of this episode. And this week in self-care, activating your parasympathetic nervous system. Ooh. Mental Health Awareness Month? Is that a weird thing to say? Happy Mental Health Awareness? I guess. That's a little weird. <laughs> well, you know, with the pandemic, though, everything is weird. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, you know, this has always been a thing, but it's just, you know... Everything's weird. Mental Health Awareness, it's it's like a constant vigilance. <laughs> you know, you know, depression is rampant and despair is rampant and everything between the pandemic and Trump, which we're not talking about him... Other than just that. Just fuck that guy, whatever. It's really, really great to say a happy mental mental health awareness month because goddamn it. Yeah. And we've we've done quite a few um, episodes where we, I mean, we've talked about stuff in all, you know, in a lot of our episodes, but we, we dedicated a few episodes specifically to mental health. And if you go to our website where you can do like the categories on our episodes, we have a mental health category that if you if you pull that up, like the way we have Halloween as a category, horror movies as a category, yeah. Christmas as a category, but we also have uh, a mental health category. So if anyone wants to just listen to us talking about like therapy and alcoholism and things like that. <laughs> yeah, and woe to the professionals that click on that and find our show because I'm probably they're sure they're like, oh my God, who are these crazy fucking wacky people? Well, we're the kind of people who pay them. You know, I mean, you know, we're, we're people <laughs> right. who go to therapy because we fucking need it. And, but we're the kind of people who, I mean, no, fu- no fucking shame in needing help to make your crazy brain shut the fuck up sometimes you know because god damn it our brains are frequently wrong <laughs> oh no and oh girl i'm gonna have to go on pills again oh you've been you've gone for so long without pills i'm amazed kind of frankly i know but i've started uh b12 folic acid and some enormous huge herbal thing really that's supposed to help and like no it's not helping 
No, it's not actually St. John's Wort. It's because I've taken that and it hasn't done anything. Yeah. But um, it's not helping. I think I'm going to have to do Rita the good old pharmaceuticals again. But we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. I might have to. um, I might end up changing my meds uh, because over. I've been on Wellbutrin for like a long time. And I actually, I originally got on it for not, I mean, I guess everything's a mental health reason for me, but I got on it initially for other things. And as it's built up in my system, it's not that I have high blood pressure because I don't, but my blood pressure has been tracking upwards. And we tried changing my, well, because a couple years ago we changed my Wellbutrin dosage and increased it. And it tracked upwards a lot. And it's, you know, it's not like it's high, but considering my blood pressure used to be low. Mm-hmm. And now it's on the high end of normal. That is um, worrying. So uh, we started messing with my dosage again. I started testing my blood pressure every day. And especially, I mean, I've been worried about my blood pressure ever since the incident, what, about a year and a half ago? Or, God, was it two years ago when I ended oh, up in the emergency room? yes, that crazy, yes. Yeah. The well, bleeding out the nose episode. Yes, yes. Where, where blood was just shooting out of my face. I mean, like, the long story short is, we don't, it's a chicken or the egg thing. Either uh-huh. my blood pressure shot up to, like, 200 and something over like 140 and that caused blood to spew out my nose or blood just started spewing out my nose and my body freaked out at the sight of an enormous amount of blood coming out of my face and then my blood pressure went up but it was the kind of thing where I think my body went into shock because I didn't feel anything I was concerned oh, but yeah that's fucking weird I was concerned enough to have an ambulance come and take me to the fucking hospital for a nosebleed. But still, uh, it was, it, that's the first time in my life my blood pressure has ever been actually up for more than like a second. Cause I would have like stress reactions to things and my blood pressure would shoot up really fast. Like when I got angry and then it would plummet and then I would faint because that was actually normal for me. And so, you know, that's why I had to keep my my inner rage beast under control. But yeah. but now that my blood pressure is being weird and tracking upwards, there's a possibility that I might have to stop taking Wellbutrin after all these years. And that's a little freaky. Oh, are they going to put you on something else? Uh, we have to figure that out. We have to mm-hmm. figure it out. And then part of the problem is that like the Wellbutrin, because it is ultimately a mood stabilizer it is very weird to think that this is me on mood stabilizers considering Mm -hmm. how utterly unstable i am but like i think it's part of the reason why that first six months when my mom died i mean yeah i had some moments but for the most part i was numb i was Mm -hmm. very flatline for for quite a while and i am positive that Wellbutrin had something to do with that. Yeah, you maybe, know, probably. Because there's it does it doesn't make any sense that I didn't completely 
lose my mind. Well, but that's going to take you off things, it. You know? Um, you know, I loved Celexa. Yeah. And I think it's Citalopram, I think. Yeah. Citalopram, something like that. But you might, if you have to change, you might could want to talk about that. Yeah. Because the only reason I stopped taking that is because it had sexual side effects. And at the time... <laughs> that was more was of an issue. A, I, was in a, I was in a place where I needed that to function. Right. Whereas now, I couldn't care less about it. And I mean, I, I don't know if that would have the same effect on you or not. But yeah, I loved those pills were fabulous. Yeah, right now, my biggest concern about the Wellbutrin is I don't know if I if I have to be weaned off of it. Because it was a weird thing to get on in the first place. Because the first couple weeks of taking it like twice a day and, and every day for for several weeks, luckily a friend of mine had gone through it like a year before. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, by the way, even if this works great for you, the first couple weeks, you're going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. And it takes your body a while to chill the fuck out because I was, I mean, I was like catatonic. I'd be sitting at work. I, I forgot to eat, you know, I, I would just, my body just had this weird, my entire body had a sensation and I couldn't feel anything but that. And I had the horrible dry mouth. Did you have that? No, but I drink insane amounts of water. Oh, anyway. okay. Because oh, god, I had that bad. Oh, god, that bad. Been it would have been so gross with my teeth, and uh, it would have just, but I, yeah, it was, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. Anyway, but but anyway, that's yeah, that's a potential uh fun thing. But you know, I'm sure I'll talk about it as 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 you know things progress. I'm sure I'll bring it up because I can't not talk about this shit. Yeah. And I assume people want to hear. <laughs> but you, you have started therapy again, and you yes. had some new stuff going on. Yeah, so, you know, it was kind of a weird journey because, you know, I had to go through this long two-hour appointment to like, you know, be screened and blah, 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 to find a therapist for me and yada, yada. Was it through like an online service? Like one of those things? No, it was through my health insurance. It was through Kaiser. Okay. And then I had my first appointment, which I thought was going to be an hour or 45 minutes or whatever, but no, it was 90 minutes. And I was like, ooh, 90 minutes. That's great. Oh my God. I would love 90 minutes. I really, really, really liked her. But no, she wasn't my actual therapist. It was the secondary screening to find me another one. Oh, shit. So I was like, oh, but I really liked you. Oh, my God. It's like the time when mom had to get her home health people and we got this amazing nurse was coming to the house and we found out she was just the one who'd come to the house until they found the permanent one. And then we got the shitty one who didn't know how to do anything. And we were paying her for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so now, but my new, but my actual therapist, I really, really, really like her. That's awesome. 
And yes, yes, that's really, really fabulous. And I've just, I am being like no holds barred. No amount of shame is preventing me from telling her stuff. Oh, what what would be the point at this stage in our lives? <laughs> you know. It's like, let me catch you up with me. Here's every, here's all of my issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so no, she is great. And then she suggested I initially was going to go into, so I'm also in group therapy now. That's so interesting. And I was initially going to go into a depression group, but our last session the therapist was like, I don't think you need a depression group. I think the men's group would be better for you. And what is the benefit? I mean, I in because I only know of one other person who had to do group and you know who that is. And that's yeah. a whole other that's a whole other kind of group therapy. But like what's the benefit of group as opposed to individual? I don't know yet. I've never done it before. I've had one session. Is it a very big group? It's eight of us, and I think next week there's supposed to be 12. Four didn't show up. The facilitator is going to try to get more or fill, you know, get anyway, because there's a waiting list to get into the groups. Anyway, but right now it's eight. How, How does anyone have time to actually talk if there's that many people? It was the sessions are 90 minutes. Okay. And you'll be surprised how much people can share talking two, three minutes at a time, you know. So is it kind of like a round robin thing to kind of get everybody started and then it just turns into yeah, a conversation? Yeah, and then it's kind of a free-for-all, but it's okay. also guided, but he, uh, the facilitator also guides it. Okay. So, but it's interesting, and I think it's going to be helpful for me because, you know, me living where I live. Yeah. Everybody in the group but me, and I like them. I'm not saying, I mean, I seem, I mean, I don't know them well enough to like them or dislike them, but I seem to like them, right? But everybody in the group other than me is like ultra yuppie, techie, very San Jose straight guy. Oh, wow. See, that's. I mean, it's all several races it's not all just like you know white techie well because it's dudes, i mean but yeah because it's because but it's I'm where you like, are oh that's gonna be interesting but that's kind of challenging to me too and i think it's gonna be good now is i mean is it just this is a group for men or is it men with some similar issues is it men i mean is it because, like you said originally, that they thought about putting you in a depression group, but they just put you in a men's group? Is the common denominator just we're men and we're in therapy, and there's nothing else linked? I, I think basically, yeah. But I think the gist of it was to learn and to facilitate good and meaningful communication. Okay. Outside of anger or drunkenness. Well, okay, which that makes has sense. been the only ways I've been able to communicate anything bad in my whole life has been in a rage of anger or to be drunk. Right, right. Because I can't communicate things like that. And so I think the focus is communication. Yeah. Right, because as we've discussed in other episodes, we we grew up in families where 
you shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) You you know, you either have something pleasant to say or you go to your room (laughs) and you don't talk to anyone. (laughs) Yeah, but it was eye-opening to me because, you know, it's like I met, there was this one person and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to disclose a lot because it's a therapy group, but just as one person, you know, if you think about, if you look at him, good looking, late 30s, really, really successful, great job, married with kids. You can see the background of his living room. He has a fabulous house. Brink is suicide. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, you just never know. Right. Who it's going to hit. And I think that's going to be really interesting and i think that's going to be healing for all of us to meet people from different perspectives and stuff don't really understand that you're not alone and for me it's also going to be like to not judge like oh look at that fucking rich person blah 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 blah. because i know i'm like that and i shouldn't be but i am yeah and i think this is going to help my empathy that's that and actually i think now that I think about it in terms of like a men's group, I think that maybe that might be like a new, a new way of doing, of approaching men's issues is because a lot of it is, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to use words like the patriarchy or toxic masculinity or whatever, but the recognizing that it's a fucking stressful, awful burden to be like, to be a quote man means you have no emotions outside of anger and you have, yeah. you know, that you just sort of anything outside of this very narrow scope is unmanly and you're not allowed to do it. And I think maybe, I wonder if that's where some of this is coming from. Of course, without knowing, I mean, we, you know, we only know what we know about therapy through ourselves and through people we've known who've been in it. So yeah. it's hard to really know, but that's that's an interesting idea. That could be very cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to it again. And yeah, so it's going to be every Wednesday for 10 weeks. And you're still doing your individual. And I'm still doing my individual. Yeah. Okay. That's in my individual, I wish it could be every week, but it's every other week because that's all they have the openings for. Well, yeah, because I'm still in every other week. I would I would talk to her every day if I could. Yeah, but... That would add up very quickly. I'm kind of upset. It's like tomorrow would normally be my therapy day. But, you know, she's out of the office for a few days. So uh, I have to wait for another two weeks. And it's like, you know, because she gave me an assignment last time. Mm-hmm. You know, the take at least one whole day and do nothing but things for you and things you want to do. And they're not things that you're doing for other people. And God damn it, that was a lot of pressure. But I, you know, I, I was going to text her and be like, I did, did it. It. I, was gonna, did it. I was going to text her to say I did it. <laughs> Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, 
Guys. Oh, oh hey, producer, producer Michael. Michael, hi. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. you've been paying attention to my Facebook. Well, you actually have noticed because I've actually been posting, which I never post. You've been going hiking a lot. You've I've been going yeah. hiking a lot. With uh, last week, I went with Sarah, but the three times before that, I've gone and spent the whole day's hiking by myself. Yeah. And that's been awesome. Yeah, there's not really anywhere I can do that. And it's not really my thing anyway. I no, would have I to know be. it's not your thing. But yeah, no, it's awesome. In fact, I have reservations. Let's see. T- today is, we're recording on a Monday. Right. A week from tomorrow, a week from Tuesday, I have reservations. I'm going camping up at Mount Madonna by myself. Ooh. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday night. And I'm going to come home Wednesday night. Oh my god! I and we I'm just used to go to Mount Madonna myself, all the time. and I am really excited. I've never been there, so you've never. How come I've been there no. like a dozen times, and you've never been never there? been there? And it's only an hour away. Totally. Well, see, I went. There, well, actually, I went there on a school trip once, and I, I I wish I could remember what the point of that was. I guess it was for a nature hike. But my, I guess my dad, someone kind of clued my dad into how cool it is up there and so we would go up there like you know pack a cooler or whatever and just go up there and find a spot and eat lunch and just sort of you know walk around in the redwoods and look for banana slugs and things you know and it's just i mean redwood forests are just better than every other kind of forest they're just there's you know i don't know if it's the age of the trees that just changes the whole environment of where you are. It's like you're instantly in like an ancient place that oh, I just know. has an energy that like, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And it, oh, my God, they smell better than every every place else on Earth, too. <laughs> it's just oh, something, God. And, you know, so when I went last, last <laughs> week up to Mount Eminem, you know, we had gone. There's like a little this is a whole it's a new thing since you've lived here. Yeah. Because it was this a military base when I was there. The open space something. And it's a <laughs> whole bunch of places all preserved now. That's so cool. And they're making hiking trails where they haven't been before. Right. So about three miles down the road from Mount Eminem from the yeah. pinnacle. Yeah. You pull off and there's this thing and you, you are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. And there's a trail. There's all these trails that are just coming. You, one of them starts, you know, and we went down this trail and it's like you're in forest, you're surrounded by pines and all of a sudden you go up this hill and then in the blink of an eye, it changes and it's like hills with meadows of wildflowers, no trees, just meadows. That's crazy. But the most amazing thing is all you can hear is birds and insects. 
Because you're so no far cars, away from everything? Oh no my god. No people, no planes. I oh, guess because wow. it's out of the flight path. Right. And it's high up enough, you hear nothing but birds and insects. And it was absolutely wonderful. Oh, that's so cool. Now, I was going to ask, because because um, Mount Umanum is the the one that at the top is where the, the old radar boop-boop yeah, machine used yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, And if I remember right, and, and I, I could be remembering because there's also another mountain. Okay, ignore my dog barking. I have no idea what he's so upset about right now. I think he's at the front door barking, actually. I have no idea. I was just anyway. going to say, I know that bark. Somebody's at the door. <laughs> Except no one's at the door. And I also, you know, I ha- I don't hear my husband doing anything. Anyway. Anyway. But um, but there was also a hill or a mountain around there somewhere that had an observatory on it. So I, ha- I get them confused a lot. Um. Yeah, because there's Mount there's Umanum is, Umanum is is it like the south? Is it is it more like my end of San Jose? Like, mil- yeah. Okay. And then there's Mount Hamilton, where the observatory is, Lick Observatory. That's East San Jose. Okay, because there was one where certain times of day, uh, the angle of the sun would like glint off the building, and so you, you normally couldn't see the building from say my house. You can see the range of mountains and you can see that, you know, but when the sun was at a certain angle, you would, you would be able to suddenly see the building because the sun was lighting it up. But I think it was Amanam because that's the one, I remember that building very distinctly, but I know because it was a military installation, are, are there other structures around or is that just it? The weird monolith that is that That weird monolith thing is there. I, I, I believe that the housing is still there, but you can't get to it. Okay. Because there's a road that's closed off. It's obviously a road. Right. That, like okay, an old dirt going down the hill road, you know. And they, I'm sure the people who are maintaining the area, I'm sure they use that. Yeah, I believe that the structures are still there. Because, God, they had pictures of it. They had, like, apartments and a swimming pool and... You know, they had like a big pool area and a barbecue. I mean, they they were living in style up there because it was the middle of fucking nowhere. God, that's so amazing. And I do believe that's all still there, but you can't go see it. It would it would make sense that it would be laid out in such a way that everything wasn't just open to everything, and it would be easy to yeah. kind of contain that. So anyway, so one of the most interesting things though was that apparently that is sacred space to a Native American tribe called the Ohlone. Mm-hmm. O-H-L-O-N-E. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, and they've done, you know, ceremonies and stuff up there forever, and they had all they had a display about, I mean, pictures, not a display, although it'd be cool if they had a display. Right. Of their houses and their huts and the way they looked like, and it really, really cool. Right. But they lived all around there, and the top of that mountain was a sacred space, and they have what they've opened up within the last two years, I believe, a ceremonial circle that the few surviving members of that tribe go and do stuff. Oh, my God. And, of course, it's so fucking typical 
that we put a fucking military installation yeah. in the middle of their goddamn yeah. sacred ground. Because, you know, of course, we did. Ugh. But now they've opened it up and they regularly do stuff there now. And so I was really excited to see it. And when do they I was allow observers it, to go up there? They do. Well, I don't know if they allow observers for their rituals, but you can go there to right. view the spot. And when we got to it, I was like, Oh, well, this is disappointing because I expected this beautiful green meadow grove. But it's still California. But I was wrong. Where everything is dead. Yeah, but because it's on the <laughs> it's on the top of the mountain and right. it's just rock. And they have oh, like wow. an actual circle built around it with an entrance. Is it like a stone was, circle kind of thing? Yeah, but I was so wrong about it because the minute you walk into that circle, you could feel the energy of that place. Oh, that's that so There have cool. been so many ceremonies and rituals done there for centuries. Oh, I love it. I could feel it. It was really, really interesting. And I just stood there and basked in it. And I was like, I don't know what this is. It's not, it felt, it wasn't not welcoming. It was totally welcoming, but it was also different from like, there was like power. When I call kind of- energy into my pagan circles, it feels different. Right. But this was like a palpable energy and it was not unwelcoming, but it was, it was different. It was really cool. It was there. Probably, like, the energy was there already, and that was why that was their spot. Yeah. 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 Or it's just built up energy from having all the stuff. I heard the combination of the two. I don't know. But, man, it was strong. It was really cool. Can you spell Umanum off the top of your head? Because I want people to be able to Google it. (laughs) Yeah, it's U-M-U-H-U-M. Well, there's an N in there somewhere. Um, so is it U M U N H U M? Um, un hum. Oh man, let me. You know, we're we're missing an N somewhere. Um, yeah, because I know it's H U M, which surprised me. Let, let's... Right, that it's not just um um un um, it's um un hum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's That's, see. It's. I'm trying to visualize the word. <laughs> okay. It's U-M-U-N-H-U-M. Okay. So I guessed right. Good. And there is all, you should see, there's so many trails around there that are part of this new preserve thing. Mm -hmm. And it's gorgeous up there. Oh, I bet. I bet the view is amazing, gorgeous. And the one that I did that I told you about with the meadow, fortunately, I went down the one that was a loop because oh. otherwise they all connect to one another and you would walk for like eight miles and not know where the fuck you were and would have to turn around and go back to get to your car because there ain't no loop. Well, and I'm imagining it's not like 
a national park or something where you you drive in through a guard station and they give you a map. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, there's maps there of the trails, yeah. But not but that you're carrying But you have to know you. where you're going because otherwise you're yeah. going to, oh, it's, no, it's not going to loop around. You're going to be like, you're going to end up at another parking lot eight miles away. Right. Where you're going to either have to hike back to your car or call somebody to come get you. Oh, my God. <laughs> doing things for myself day was I mean it you know ultimately it doesn't seem like much but but it was it, especially since I really with the exception of like going to take care of my dad and going to doctor's appointments and driving to the grocery store to sit in the parking lot so they can put stuff in the trunk I really don't leave my house you know I don't mm-hmm. I don't really go anywhere so this was my first time doing much of anything. I mean, I think the last time I'd been in a store, apart from like ducking into a Walgreens for something, you know, was last year, like around September, when I, I jumped into places like Target and stuff looking for Halloween shit. That's the only time I've been inside a store. So I remember you told me you went to Target and you went to look at Halloween. You were so excited. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. And it's the only time I've been in a Target since before all this. I've been to one Target once. That's it. So uh, I went to, once I got the idea of going to this one place, I started kind of looking around on, you know, Google Maps so I could kind of plan more stuff. But there's a store out, uh, like, west of town, on out in, like, the Bee Cave area. There's a store called Wild Birds Unlimited. And it's all people who really, really like their bird feeders, you know, like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad, it's like totally like his place. And he thought it just closed, but it actually moved to that location. And I, when I found that it moved years ago, I took him there. And all of my, that big thing I have in the backyard with the multiple hooks and stuff, that's hammered into my gr- that's hammered into oh, the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. That that came from there. Oh, Dad okay. bought that for me, and um, that thing I can just keep adding shit to it if I wanted to. But oh it's god, like, yeah, it's, it's plenty. But uh, so I went in there, and right next to it, that actually shares a parking lot with a um, a big garden place. That's one of those like to die for garden stores. That's not like a store. It's more like walking around in someone's garden. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's huge. And most of it is under like big trees, like really, really old Oak trees. And when you get to like the shaded, the really, really shaded area, they have, they literally have rocks stacked up to be like these enormous rectangular ponds that not only have like fish and stuff in them, but they're filled with like lotuses Mm-hmm. And various types of like lily pads and, you know, the kind of shit you'd, if you had a big pond in your yard, the kind of shit you'd grow there. I mean, how often does anyone just living, you know, in the middle of Texas get to see like a big man-made pond filled with lotuses? Oh, you I know, know it's fabulous. And, and it's just filled with like garden art and stuff that like local welders and stuff will make these huge like obelisk things that are was that all for sale or was it just oh it's for sale 
For oh, okay. It's okay. for sale, but it's all really fucking expensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now granted, some of those obelisks are things like, oh, if you want to pay five, six hundred dollars. But at the yeah. same time, it is a beautiful piece of art, so it's oh, worth it. Oh, it sounds like it, yeah. But at the same time, it's so gorgeous. It's like, well, if I put it over in my corner and all my vines started growing, eventually I wouldn't be able to see it, and that would suck. <laughs> yeah. You know. But it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an incredibly beautiful place. And of course, it was very drizzly that day, so it was kind of, it was kind of a nice but weird day to be walking around in there. And I did buy some shit a little bit at the at the bird store. I didn't buy anything at the garden place. But then there was a there was a restaurant nearby that was like literally the next stoplight down. It was right there. But I'd never gone pa- I mean, I don't even go out that way unless I'm going to those places, you know. Yeah. And it was my first time inside a restaurant since all this. Oh. And I, you know, I got my first shot. I'm not fully vaccinated. It's going to be like another month before I'm completely fully. Because I, I have another couple weeks before my second shot. And then you have to do the other two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I I went into a restaurant and I ate delicious crab cakes. And I brought a book to read, but I didn't end up reading it. Because I also brought a notebook and a pen. And I just had, it's like all these ideas were flooding into me. And I'm just like, it's hard to kind of eat. And right at the same time, you know, but it was, it was crazy. It was just like this really lovely day. And I went home before the storm really hit because of course, you know, we, of course the day that I took off and I was able to do all this stuff was a day that the weather was going to be for shit. And then the next morning I was, I had an appointment to go do a sensory deprivation tank and do a float, but apparently that just ain't a thing you can do right now. And everyone... Oh, I know. You told me about that. And I was so, so excited for you and was so sad for you when... Well, it's a little infuriating yeah. when you find... I mean, I got to have a little terse uh, texting discussion with this person because I, I made my appointment days before on their website. Their website that had little pop-ups about COVID restrictions and safety precautions and things... You know, and then you fill in a little form to make your appointment and you pay for it and it's all done. And then, you know, you get your, you get a text and you have to verify your appointment through your text. And you get an email and you verify your fucking appointment through your email. And then the morning of, I get up, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to be leaving in like an hour. And I get a text telling me that, um, Due to COVID, uh, they had to close their place. God damn it. And I'm like, well, you need to tell your webmaster that. Because how how was I even able to make an appointment? Mm-hmm. And I also told them, you also need to get the word out to other places. Because I also tried to make an appointment. A place a friend of mine recommended. Um, I tried to make an appointment through them. And they let me know that they... Their place was still open, but they no longer had the tanks. Mm. They had to stop that part, I guess. And they recommended this place. So the guy oh. over at this at place number one recommended place number two. And of course, their website gave no indication that they weren't even open anymore. And it's not like the flotation thing was the only thing they did there. They did massage. They did all kinds of stuff. And apparently the whole place is shut down. 
Oh, really? Well, I'm not surprised. But why is their website still there? It should have a big banner saying, we're closed right now. We hope to reopen soon. Yeah. That would be nice. And I was excited because it was in the same little tiny strip center where I got married. At the Justice of the Peace. I know. You told me that. that it's like been two so cool. doors down wow. from the J.O.P. where I got married. I think it used to be a long Well, you can go. And maybe if I ever, if I ever come to Austin, which the chances against are astronomical, but you never know, we could go there together. If Frightmare happens, you, you might come, you might decide to come here first. We don't know. Yeah, I don't ever see me going to Austin anytime soon, but you never You would just fly, well, actually, that's kind of weird because you'd be flying into Dallas to fly to Austin, most likely, and so why would you even bother to do that? Yeah, I'm not going to go to Austin. Why would I go to Austin? The Year of Self-Care. It's been a few months since we've stopped the show for a bit of breathing. I won't make it all dreamy this time around, though. Let's just talk about breathing, and you'll breathe while I talk. I mean, you'd better be breathing, or you're going to miss the rest of the show, and we can't have that. If you aren't sure you know how to breathe really deeply from your diaphragm, even after the breathing exercise we did in the first episode of 2021, you might need to do some googling. There are lots of instructions out there, but for now, just remember the basics of how your chest cavity works like a bellows, the diaphragm moves down, and the muscles around your chest pull the ribs outwards, which creates a vacuum effect in your lungs that forces air in. The deeper you breathe, the more you engage those muscles. And why do we want to do this? Well, you know, the usual stuff you hear about, like relaxation, reducing the amount of cortisol in the body, lowering your heart rate, strengthening your core. Plus, it trains your body to remember how to breathe correctly, so eventually you'll be breathing more efficiently as a habit. But why does breathing like this make me relax? Is it because I'm all loaded with healthy oxygen now? Well, let's talk oxygen and carbon dioxide for a minute. You took high school biology, so you know stuff. You inhale this mixture of gases into your lungs. It goes into smaller and smaller chambers until one by one those teeny oxygen molecules are pulled into the bloodstream through the capillaries in the alveoli, which exchange them for CO2 molecules, right? You remember that. And slowing your breathing can increase the oxygenation in your blood a little bit by giving the molecules a bit more of a chance to move around before you blow them back out. It's almost a negligible amount, though. So if it's not a huge increase in oxygen that's making you relax and feel better, what is it? It's actually about your nervous system. You remember from school that you've got somatic and autonomic nervous systems. In the most basic sense, somatic is the nerves you control, like when you move or talk, and the autonomic system controls the stuff running in the background, like your digestion, your heartbeat, your kidneys and liver, as well as your breathing. But the autonomic system 
is broken down even farther into the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems. The sympathetic nervous system keeps you ready to react to stuff. Its job is to keep you safe by saying, hey, is that a saber-toothed tiger? Should we run now? And converting all your body's energy to fight-or-flight functions. And the thing is, that's what stress is. Most of us aren't in danger of being trampled by a stampede of wildebeests. But the more stressed out we are in our daily lives, the more our bodies want to keep us ready to either kick ass or run away. People like me who suffer from anxiety totally know about this. That's why we're tired all the time. Even when you're sitting in your car, your body is going, ah, what's that? If you're not sleeping well, it's probably because your sympathetic nervous system is on high alert, often for no legit reason. Whatever is actually going on, your body thinks you're in danger, that you aren't safe. Is there a point coming, Amelia? Yes. Yes, there is. The point is in the parasympathetic part of the autonomic nervous system. Its job is getting you back to homeostasis, returning your stressed out ass to a state of calm. And the thing you need to know is that you can make that happen. You can activate the parasympathetic response yourself and get your body to hit that reset button. And can you guess what's the easiest, most convenient way to do that? I'll give you a hint. You've been doing it for the last few minutes. Yep. Deep breaths. There are others, but you've got places to be, and we can talk about them some other time. So, yeah, breathe. Deep into the belly. One more. See? You feel better already. So I sent you a text the other night asking you if you'd seen the movie Host. Mm -hmm. Did you get a chance to watch it yet? No, I have not. And I do want to, but no, I have not. Oh my God. So had had you heard, had you heard about it before I texted Uh, you about it? Oh my God. See, cause that's, that makes sense because being a horror movie, if it's a horror movie and it's online, you would have seen it. Yeah, exactly. You know, except you must, you just didn't hear about it. So eventually you will see it and we will totally talk about it because I guarantee you, you're going to want to, because I know you. But I do want to yeah. I do want to kind of tell you a little bit about it because I didn't really go into it the other night. So like the thing that's really astonishing about this movie is that okay, it came out at like the end of July last year. And it it's it was a Shutter exclusive. You know the Shutter app yeah, that's like the, Yeah. We get it through Amazon Prime. I assume there's other that it also is a separate thing. It's all like all horror stuff. It's oh, fabulous. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's fabulous. And if you don't have it yet, you really should because it's fucking fabulous. There's a lot of making ofs. You would love that. <laughs> but 
So so it started out as a Shutter exclusive. Shutter kind of helped produce it and kind of you know make it happen. But the thing that's really amazing about that, I mean, think about you know lockdown, like COVID lockdown started in what March? At some mm-hmm. like middle of March for everybody. Mar- yeah, yeah. And by the end of July, this movie premiered. Now. From I had to look this up because I kept thinking, well, that's not a lot of time. From between coming up with the idea to make the movie and delivering the final cut to Shutter, twelve weeks. Wow! And it all started basically. It's all shot on Zoom. Uh. The movie takes place on a Zoom call. See, that's fabulous. It's. It's the great, it almost makes me angry that I didn't come up with something this brilliant. Because it, I mean, it's is so it actually brilliant. like frightening? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, I mean, it's great. It's a genius idea for a movie. I'll tell, I'll tell just enough. Um, I will say that I was, because of the way it's shot, and partly because you're basically you're it's like you're watching it on your laptop and you're watching multiple windows in a zoom call so different locations are all over the place and everyone is just sitting in front of their laptop talking to their friends on the zoom call and so i mean like i'll i'll just give an example of something that may or may not have actually happened in the movie but like see right now you and i are on a skype call yeah and i'm talking to you and i'm looking at you i don't see me I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. You could see someone could just appear right behind me and you would know it, but I wouldn't know. Uh, it. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's a weirdness that the, the kind of group chat zoom thing has about it that kind of opens it up to some weird shit. And the basic plot, just to give you an idea is a bunch of friends getting together to, to do a Zoom chat, like let's say since the lockdown started, and they've been like once a week they get on a Zoom call and they just yeah, they just yeah. chit chat. Well, this night one of them has a friend who leads seances and has figured oh. out how to do seances through Zoom calls because it's the only way to do it mm-hmm. because you can't all be in the same room. And it's your basic kind of seance thing. Only each person, you know, each person has their own candle and each, you know, and you're imagining that you're holding hands or whatever. But, Uh and it's just sort of like a basic ground rules of this is how a seance works. And the general statement of, you know, if you're going to do this, you need to be like respectful and you need to take it seriously Mm -hmm. because you want to have a good experience which of course kind of tells you things go horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes. But it's it is really brilliantly done and the whole movie it's less than an hour. Oh, really? I, and it's weird cuz I was looking at reviews like as soon as I stopped watching it, I immediately was diving into I, because I had avoided because I remember when it came out and people were going ape shit, and I avoided mm-hmm. it as much as I could because I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna love this movie and I don't want anything to be spoiled. And people were saying like, well, it was pretty short. 
It could have been longer. It's like, why would it need to be longer? Well, you know, they could have fleshed out some more. No, they couldn't because well, it's people literally are such assholes. Who cares what they say? <laughs> it was, but it was like it's not on a normal Zoom call with friends, and they all already know each other. Mm-hmm. Each person isn't going to stop and tell their whole fucking backstory. I mean, none of that is relevant. You don't need to know any yeah. of it. We know just enough about each person and where they live and what their living situation is, and you know. It's so fucking good. It is so Oh, see, good. I will totally watch it. I will totally watch it. And oh, and the thing that the other thing I thought was really cool, a part of of how the whole like the whole idea came up, basically a bunch of actor/writer filmmaker friends who are all friends in real life, the guy who ended up being like the director of it, who co-wrote it, he came up with this idea to play a prank on his friends during one of their regular little Zoom chats. And that's how it started, that he came up with this idea and he pulled it off in just his own little Zoom chat. And all of his friends are like, what the, what the fuck just, you know, they had no idea it's not real. Scared the shit out of them. Oh, how fabulous. And then he put that online and it went viral. I'll eventually go looking for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to because I've already seen the most fucking perfect thing that's ever happened. And I don't so, know. It's like it's giving me chills because I keep thinking like I need to look behind me. <laughs> it's, it really makes you realize how weirdly vulnerable. Like I'm sitting here alone, but I'm not. I'm not paying any attention to anything around me. Yeah. I am solely focused right here. And when you're watching it, I will just say this: that doesn't really reveal anything, but. They're all in like different rooms, like you know, the, a lot of them are in their, like their bedrooms in their apartments or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, one person is like, like her kitchen's behind her or whatever. And yeah, yeah. A lot of people, if you just think like, well, like for example, where your desk is in your room, I if I look over your shoulder, I'm seeing the doorway that leads to the hall, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I happen to be my back to a wall here and I'm facing a door. But most people, the way their houses are set up, their desk is against a wall and there's probably a door behind them. Well, if you're watching what you know is a horror movie, and there's an open door over a person's shoulder for the entire oh, yeah. fucking movie. I was so tense because I could not, my eyes were darting from room to room to room to room, uh. back and forth, because I was so sure something was going to happen in a doorway. And I'm not going to say if anything does or not. And wouldn't you freak out right now if my door slowly started to open? Uh, Even (laughs) though I know you're not alone in the house. You know, it's like it, if something like if, if I'm talking to you and all of a sudden, (laughs) like that wall hanging that's hanging next to your closet door just fell on the floor out of nowhere, I would lose my shit. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's it's very weird and it's a genius idea for a movie and I hope I mean I I know that there's a few other movies cuz I've looked into it a little bit. There's some other movies that take place on Zoom calls but I don't but none of them are horror and I hope But I hope it's not going to be like when Blair Witch first came came out. Right. Even though the main character is annoying as fucking shit and god I wanted her to die. Oh yeah. But that movie was scary. It was new. It scared the 
fuck out of me. And and the marketing campaign, because they did for, for months beforehand, they put up websites in the early days of the internet, and so everyone thought it was real, which yeah. made it that much weirder. But that movie scared the fuck out of me, and it was so good, but then everything that that gave birth to, right. 95% of it was not scary at all. Right. So I'm hoping that this doesn't make that happen. Although right and probably well. And there's been some you know. discussions online, which once you see it, you're. I know you'll. I know you'll dive into all this shit. Oh, like I you did. know I will. As you to know like <laughs> whether or not this qualifies as a found footage, because the weird thing is, it's not really because no one records. No one's recording yeah, their no, Zoom call. It's different. It's different. Oh, and I will say one other thing. Just the nature of zoom not just the we're all in our own little pockets and we're not paying attention to the room around us there are aspects to online life and things that people think are funny like say for example snapchat filters and that kind of shit oh yeah yeah there's 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 stuff well kind of like you know, when you and I got on our call and we both realized why is there a why is there a background? I didn't I put that on there three phone calls oh, ago. Yeah. Um <laughs> concepts yes. like backgrounds and filters because it's everything having to do with Zoom, it all comes into play. I'll just say that. See, that's fun. I'm oh, so no, excited I'm totally for you to see it. Looking forward to seeing it. I'm so excited for you to see it and I really and it'll be so, because the thing is, it will have been out by like a fucking year by the time you yeah, see well, it. And, and you know, this is, this is my Friday night. That's true. You could watch it tonight after we have This up. is my Friday, so I'm, I will probably watch it tonight because this oh, is my exciting. Friday. That's and exciting. I got Amazon Prime, so, it's so you exciting. know, so yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I will totally watch yay. it tonight. Oh my God. So yay. And then hopefully, hopefully our listeners will... Maybe if if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, your assignment is to watch it. Because in like I don't know two or three more episodes, we're probably going to talk about it. So oh, I be know, ready. yeah, no, I'm totally excited. No, I will definitely watch it if not tonight, within the next couple days. Yeah, absolutely. And when we so. talk about it again, it will be spoiler central because fuck it, it's been out for a year. So yeah, we, we there's so no then, way to talk about it without talking about it. So we're going to talk about it. Yay! Yes. So I'm excited. <laughs> thanks for listening if you enjoy our show please take a moment to rate and review us on apple podcasts or stitcher if you send us a screenshot of your review we'll send you a bitchin boutique sticker everyone Everyone loves loves stickers Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Spike is being quiet now. He came up here and looked out the window and I threw the 
the sheet over so it's covering the window and he ran off so he's it was really cute you'll be able to hear it when you go to edit but earlier he stopped now but Joxer was snoring and I and I could see that it was registering I could see like he would snore and it would go like oh my god (laughs) puppy oh my god